on the problem caused by subprime loans to include bad loans in consumer credit cards, car loans, and student loans, as well as commercial loans. Rubini estimated the toxic assets would total $3.6 trillion, about half of which he believed was held by U.S. banks and brokerage firms. Rubini's estimate was shocking, especially since the U.S. Congress had allocated only $700 billion in two tranches of the Trouble Asset Relief Program, or TARP, funds. TARP was to resolve the bank asset problem, the largest bank bailout voted by Congress in U.S. history. If the true magnitude of the bank toxic asset problem had to be measured in the trillions, then the TARP funds, admittedly huge, would be insufficient to solve it. It would be like trying to put out a fire raging in a New York skyscraper with a pail and a garden hose. Rubini called on the Obama administration to employ a Swedish solution in which the U.S. government would nationalize troubled banks. Also interviewed from Davos was Joseph Stieglitz, a Columbia University economics professor and 2001 Nobel laureate who advised the incoming Obama administration during its transition. Stieglitz expressed his concerns that the U.S. Treasury and the Federal Reserve had used TARP funds to overpay for bad assets. The private sector would not touch these bad assets with a 10-foot pole, Stieglitz said, arguing that, quote, taxpayers have provided capital but have received no control. Stieglitz also contended the U.S. government should begin nationalizing the banks under the Swedish plan. He reasoned that economic incentives dictated that private bank managers, if left in place after TARP funds were injected without government control, would, quote, have incentives to pay themselves bonuses, to pay shareholders' dividends, and to use bailout funds to make acquisitions. We need to run these banks for our interest, Stieglitz said. The government could not do worse than the banks themselves have done. Right now the government is paying too much for bad bank assets and ending up with no real control. It's not clear it's a good deal for the taxpayers. Economist Christopher Wood explained the Swedish solution in an influential Financial Times op-ed he published in January 2009. Wood argued that because the TARP program had failed to follow the Swedish model, the U.S. government simply poured the first $350 billion in TARP bailout money into banks and brokerage firms without requiring the banks to write down their bad assets first and without the government taking majority control 
over the bailed-out banks. Wood pointed to the November 2008 government bailout of Citigroup, in which the U.S. government put more money in the financial services conglomerate than the entire market capitalization of the company on the day the deal was announced. Still, the taxpayer got only a 7.8% equity stake, while the incumbent management was allowed to stay in place. Under the Swedish model, the troubled banks were nationalized, with shareholders wiped out in the process. The managements of the banks were replaced, and depositors were fully protected. Wood preferred the Swedish model because under TARP, quote, too many banks are being rewarded for failure. Wood stressed that a crucial...